Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Welcome <laughs> back to Bookstore Bitches. <laughs> As a yeah, dog I person, I take offense to that. No, it's a total ripoff of Carol Baskin. Come on. Baskin? Baskins? Tiger King? Anybody? Bueller? No. Uh-uh. Bueller? No? Okay. No. Well, forget it. I'm I know just, of it, but I never I'm watched gonna, it. I'm just going to leave. <laughs> everyone who is joining us um we missed a week so this one's not gonna air until a week after well no wait, are we i'll up next tuesday i'll put it up as soon as i can okay okay i don't know when that's gonna be um yeah someday but it's okay. late it wasn't out yesterday yeah so. it is late um because it was supposed we to be out the on pooch. tuesday yeah it screwed the- <laughs> i screwed the pooch, the pooch. It was me. The pooch. <laughs> sorry um, everyone <laughs> It happens, though, because Rose and I are both in school, staff is working full-time, and I'm in a different time zone. Things get complicated, so mm-hmm. it happens. Um, but anyway, so this week we are back with If We Were Villains, ML Rio. Um, we are discussing Act 2 and Act 3, and uh, yeah. Yes, hey guys. 2 and 3. And Two and three. And kind of three. Can we tell? Can we just talk about what happened? Yeah, uh, I'm a dum dum, and uh, only read Act Two. And then the day that we were supposed to record, uh, I made a comment in our group chat, and Steph was a smart one and put it together and was like, "Wait a second, you didn't read Act Three, did you?" And I was like, "Wait, fuck, <laughs> I totally didn't read Act Three, and I had like 45 minutes, and it was just not going to mm-hmm. happen." Uh, so yeah, we're late this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, Amy and I are struggling to get through Act Three on time, and we're like, yeah. "Wait, wait a second, she's not talking about Act Three at all." I was like, "Oh my god, you guys! I don't know if I'm going to be done by the time we record. Like, I'm trying to get through it." And then, and then, but you know, it's okay. It what happens. Do? It happens. Also, but now I've just, read it. So, so yeah, Acts Two and Three. Um. Mm-hmm. Steph, I know. Do you want to talk a little bit about where your head is at? I know Rose and I are both somewhat enthusiastic about this book. We're both kind of like nerding out about the whole just like Shakespearean mm-hmm. aspect, and you know, Rose and her like acad- academia books, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're both kind of into this. But why don't you tell us a little bit about your feelings? Well, I don't hate the book. Let me start off with that. I don't hate the book. We're looking at a strong three star right now for me. Okay. At where we left off. I'm just okay. I really like mystery books. I feel that I know the ending of this one. And I yeah. feel that I have known the ending of this one since oh, okay. like the beginning of Act Two, at least. I have a lot of theories of what might happen. And if I'm wrong, I'll I'll be the first to admit it. And this will be I will I will I will like the book, but I'm I'm struggling with predictability. Predictability and also I'm kind of bored when reading it. Like the day that we 
that we were supposed to record, I was literally falling asleep on my couch reading it because I was just like, this is repetitive. Or I don't know what it is about it. Like, I appreciate how it's written. I like a lot of the the dialogue and stuff. And I don't know what it is about this book. But it's not your jam. It's just not. And that's fine. Like, it's totally fine. We're, ne- we're not all going to agree on books on this totally. podcast. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's. Like I said, I don't hate it, so if ML Rio ever wrote another book or something, I would probably still read it to see if she could do something else. Maybe not Shakespearean. Here's my thing. I've, re- I've read a lot of Shakespeare, and I enjoy Shakespeare, and I think that's also my problem is because she's using the Shakespearean, not trope, but um, technique, I guess, to a T. I can tell you my theory. Do you want to know my theory? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. Here we go. I think James killed Richard. Oliver took the fall for James because he's in love with James. Mm-hmm. This is based off a of Shakespearean tragedy. Therefore, there's going to be the murder is not the tragedy. The tragedy will be like Oliver telling James his feelings at some point and they're not being reciprocated or. James dies or Oliver dies. Somebody else dies before that love affair can become something. That's my theory. So I totally, if you go back to our first episode, I had called James being the murderer and yes. Oliver going to jail oh, yeah. for him. Yes. Think, like even before. From the initial James Richard conflict, we we're yeah. all kind of like, okay. Yeah. Um, yes. I just think there's going to be another tragedy mm-hmm. having to do with the Oliver and the James relationship. Uh-huh. And I think it's too on the money with the Shakespearean tragedy of what it is. So I agree, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is totally fine. Yeah. I just think yeah. it's too predictable, I guess. Like, I don't know. Even the last scene of, so the last scene of Act 3, I think, is where our second tragedy is coming in when they're doing Romeo and Juliet. And Oliver is using his lines to tell James that he loves him. And then James is using his lines to like show his love for Ren. And you Mm -hmm. can feel the angst there with their real personalities Mm -hmm. that are like coinciding with the play's characters. For sure. So, yeah, I definitely think James being in love with Ren and Oliver being in love with James and the whole triangle is the second tragedy but also oliver mentions in one of the prologues that the only person that he's had contact with for the last 10 years has been philippa and he doesn't Mm -hmm. talk to anyone else which i thought was really weird because of how close him and james are yeah see but maybe something tragic happened with james yeah so something has to have happened maybe james died maybe maybe but James maybe James ran away. I don't know. So ooh, also, ooh, James, wait. what if the tragedy is that James pins it on Oliver when Oliver is in love with him and thought that they were like best friends? I don't think James. Like I don't think Oliver would have gone quietly at that point because Oliver's been keeping all of this a secret up until now. And if he got pinned with it instead of volunteering to go down for it, I don't think that would happen. I also Perhaps. don't think that would happen only because it will go against the Shakespearean way. Well, I also maybe Rio has tricks. <laughs> maybe she is, but so far everything is like to the book of Shakespeare, which again is cool. 
and I can appreciate that aspect of it. I don't. I just don't know what it is about. I can't pinpoint exactly what it is that is making me not love this book because everything is screaming that I should. Because I do like Shakespeare. I do like dark academia. Like I should love this book. So I'm not 100% sure as to why I am not. I can't articulate that for whatever reason. Hopefully that changes. Yeah. I hope that you like it. I would love to that's I mean I'm I want to keep reading and I want to to know like I'm not giving up on the book like I said I would love I would love for something weird to happen where I'm like oh my god Mm -hmm. and then I'm back in again I'd also I also want to mention so we were talking about how he hasn't talked to anyone else except for Philippa but in the prologue of act two um when Oliver shows up back at the school with Colburn and Philippa for the first time. He says, where is he? I ask when I catch up with Philippa. He wanted to wait at the boar's head, but I wasn't sure you should go back yet. So one of the boys is waiting in boar's head for Oliver. And I don't know if it's Alexander or if it's James. And I'm hoping James, obviously, because I ship Oliver and James all day. Mm-hmm. So one of the boys is waiting for him. So James couldn't. Well, he could have died and it might be Alexander. But I don't don't you feel like if he would have gone away for James, James would have come to visit him? I don't know. I don't know. What's that? It reminds me of that. uh, What am I trying to say? I can't think of the actual play by Shakespeare, but remember the end of Shakespeare in Love? The movie Shakespeare in Love. Oh, it's been a minute since I've seen oh, it. When yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow's character, he's talking about how she's on a shipwreck, but she's actually like going on to a different island. I can't remember what the play that part is based off of. But essentially, again, another mm-hmm. tragedy where the love of your life you think could have died, but maybe to get away from all the drama, like... Faked his, maybe he faked his death. Maybe James faked his death. Kind of like Juliet tried to fake her death and then Romeo killed himself because Juliet was dead. Yeah. I'm, uh, for the life of me, I can't think of that, which Shakespeare play that's based off of. But again, tragedy, another Shakespearean tragedy. And let me look at, let me just look up Shakespeare titles. Which I might like it if, if that happens. Because even though even though I kind of just predicted it just now while talking about it with you guys, I think I would still be okay with predicting that part of it. I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> see, I'm really liking it because so far it's been very character development heavy. And I love yeah, has, really yeah. well-rounded, like deep characters. I still want there to be some plot, but I love character development. If a mm-hmm. book is plot heavy and all the characters are flat, I'm like, eh, I don't really care. So I'm I will really say though, this. I will say though that I still want more from Oliver as the narrator. Like, she Agreed. she gave us little breadcrumbs along the way, you know, like oh, when he'd look at James naked in the shower and get like a twinge in his stomach, or you know, like there were breadcrumbs and things like that, but. But we didn't get any, we never get any, like, internal dialogue, like, when he's looking at Meredith, how he actually feels, or, you know what I mean? Like, there's just, we really don't ever get to connect all that much with Oliver when we're supposed to be inside his head. 
So I think there's, like there's probably a reason that kinda... for that. There's probably a reason for that. Well, I think we're not getting his internal monologue so that the ending will hopefully be more, I don't know, exciting? I know, but I'm just wondering if it would have been more effective to just have it be like third person or even mm-hmm. like third person omniscient. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. I just wish Oliver had more of a spine. I want him to be more. Like, I feel like he's got so much more potential, and instead he's just kind of, like, giving up to be this, like, supporting character and, like, not telling anyone anything about himself and just kind of, like, hiding on the Mm -hmm. sidelines. Yeah, I agree. And I just, I don't like Meredith at all. I don't, no, I don't either. I want more Philippa though. I really like her. She's pretty cool. She's she's one of the only people we don't really know. like. She hasn't really been in mm-hmm. much. She's just kind of been like in the background the whole yeah, time. Yeah, and they they mention that too when um Oliver is telling the story to Colborn, and he mentioned Colborn mentions um how much does she know in reference to Philippa, and Oliver says she knows everything. And Colburn is surprised, and Oliver says, well, everyone always dismisses Philippa, or, like, forgets about Philippa. So she, like, I feel like she's su- such a bigger character, but she's kind of, like, mysterious and, like, on the sidelines, but, like, intentionally to kind of, like, be a little sneaky. Be a little sneaky sneak. Yeah, maybe she'll mm-hmm. come into play more in the next act. So, okay, so at the end of Act 2... We find out, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, at the end of Act, I'm sorry, at, yeah, the end of Act mm-hmm. 2, right? We f- find out that Richard is in the water. Almost dead. They think he's dead, and then uh, Ren says, oh God, oh no, James, oh God, he's still alive. How'd you guys feel at that point? Underwhelmed? A little bit. Like, I knew that it was going to be Richard. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that he was still alive was a little shocking. I thought that he was just going to be dead. But I like that he yeah. was still alive because it added that suspense or between the characters. Like, were they going to help him? Were they going to argue about it? And then he was just going to drown. On And obviously, that's kind of what happened. They decided to do nothing and just let him drown. Mm-hmm. But I like that aside that happened with all of the characters to like decide if they were gonna let him live or let him die yeah for sure and yeah. i think it was a little overacting on james on james's mm, part i like, didn't think about that we have to save him you guys what are we doing like we gotta get him out yeah. i was like shut up james i wonder like, if i know you want him dead maybe like james and richard got in a fight and then but mm-hmm. like Richard hadn't fallen in the lake yet, and, like, James just left him. And then Richard stumbled into the lake because he was drunk and beat up with his face smashed in. And then James was like, oh, shit, he's going to die, and I'm the cause of it, and that's why he wanted to help him. I don't know, though. I think James was vomiting in the shower, not because he was too drunk, but because he had done something. I thought about that as well, yeah. Sick to his stomach. And that's part of the reason why he got back in the showers to hide from Oliver, because otherwise he would not have been able to to keep his shit together. Maybe to wash off the blood. I think that's why he was in the shower to begin with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then he also mentioned that there might have been tears, that James might have been crying, but you couldn't tell because he was in the shower. 
And I initially thought it was because of Oliver and Meredith, but maybe it was because he just <laughs> murdered Richard. Yeah, because he seems to have a thing for Ren, so... Yeah. Yeah, completely. And if Ren got thrown across the yard by Richard that night. Uh, but then yeah. I also thought it was Alex, because so Alex, Oliver, and James make that pact to go basically beat up Richard that night. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Oliver fell through. So then I was thinking, oh, maybe James and Alex actually met up, and this is the outcome. But then we find out that Alex was with Colin. Colin, mm-hmm. his name, the third yeah. year. Mm-hmm. So it had to have just been James all by himself. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm just interested to hear how it went down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just really hoping I... for a twist. Like, I just really hope that all of this isn't as it seems. Like, I'm just really, really hoping that. There comes a point where we are all like, holy smokes. I did not see that yes. coming. Agreed. That's what I'm waiting for. Mm-hmm. Although, again, there are things that I like about it. Like you mentioned, Rose, you were kind of underwhelmed that it was Richard. Because mm-hmm. we were all like, it's obviously going to be Richard. But I did kind of, I had like a moment of, oh, it's kind of cool that he's not dead. Because that adds a little bit of, well, maybe it's not Richard then. Mm-hmm. But then. That was also what? Hold on. Was that 100 pages in already at that point? And so yeah. for me, th- when when we're, they were like, he's not dead. But I feel like, like the, ve- the very end. So for me, it was also like, okay, but we're also 79. this far into the book and we still don't know who's dead. So I had like the twofer. I was kind of like, that's cool that we don't know. And that he's alive, so we still don't know who died, but at the same time, like, fuck, when are we going to know mm-hmm. who died? Like, get, come on. <laughs> I, I also feel like if it wasn't 100 pages in, we wouldn't have enough of an attachment to the characters to really feel anything if one of them died. Like, mm-hmm. I think it needs to be this far into the story. If it had happened any earlier, I would wouldn't have cared as much, I guess. I can see that, too. Yeah. I suppose. So anyway, Richard's in the water. Then they all decide to let him drown in his own blood. Um, what a way to die. What a way to die. With all your, like, quote-unquote friends all of your just friends. standing there which, watching it. Which yeah. is totally Aspire. what they talked about in, in Caesar. Act 1 about Caesar, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, he yeah, was yeah. Caesar. So that was foreshadowing, yeah. Yeah. They just watched him aspirate in the water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so then we go into Act Three, and I don't even remember what happened in Act Three. I was struggling to stay awake, so you might have to remind me about the beginning. <laughs> I remember the end of Act Three. You might have to remind me of the beginning of Act Three. Things I remember about Act Three: uh, Oliver goes home. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His sister has an eating disorder and he mm-hmm. has to pay for school. Mm-hmm. James shows up at his house and they get teased when they're found in Oliver's bed. Yep. Oliver turns down Meredith for James, finally. Um, they do Romeo and Juliet. Everyone at school hates all of them. And <laughs> um, Oliver kind of tells James 
through Romeo and Juliet that he loves him and James tells Ren. Also, Ren is sick because Richard died. That's Act 3 in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good summary. <laughs> yeah. Good job. <laughs> it all came back to me as you were, yeah. <laughs> you were doing that. <laughs> it's all coming back. It's all coming back to Such a good song. Do you remember the music video for that? Oh, my God. Yes. Celine Dion, dude. What yes. a queen. What a queen. I do not remember the music video. Oh, you need to watch it. Oh, it was epic, man. Back in the day when music videos were out on MTV, like, 24-7. But you missed out, yeah, for sure. Because there were some really good fucking music videos, for sure. <laughs> anyway, back to this book. <laughs> also, going back to what I was saying about that Shakespeare in Love, Twelfth Night is mm. what he was starting to write at the end of that movie. Gotcha. Which isn't Twelfth Night actually a comedy? So maybe I'm wrong. I really don't know. But I don't. Well, I pulled I, up the list of my thought process is working, but I'm thinking Twelfth Night is a comedy. I don't know. I went through a phase though. Again, shout out to Gwyneth Paltrow and Shakespeare in Love. <laughs> I just I loved that movie so much. I mean, I made my husband watch it when we were first dating because I was like, you need to see this movie it's old but i don't care you need to watch it like i, I loved it so i went through the shakespeare stage after that so, yeah okay so going back, to, going back to this book you know the thing with this book is that I, it's hard like to mark stuff the way that we were marking in the first book because it's not mm-hmm. as much it's not written in as much of a mystery so there's no like you don't feel that same kind of sense of urgency to figure out what's happening and there aren't as many breadcrumbs. I mean, there might be, but they're subtle. Um, yeah. And she hasn't really given us, like, an outcome to grab onto. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I know I do. There's this mystery, but we don't even know what it is we're supposed to be, like, really caring about. I mean, obviously, we know we're supposed to care about, like, why Oliver's in jail. But do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. don't feel like there's like a big story here that I'm really like grabbing onto and like I have to know. I agree, and I think that might be part of the reason why I'm struggling a little bit to, for just for lack of a better word, just like it as much as you two are liking. I love that you guys are liking it though. <laughs> And talking about it with you, I can understand why you are liking it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I said, for me, it's more just like a story about these people. Not necessarily a story about a mystery. It's a story about these seven players, which is exactly how it started out. And then all this shit just happened. Yeah. It's not... And I wonder... I'd like to go into the next act, act four... Maybe thinking about it more like that, more like how you're thinking about it, because I did just go into it like, oh, we picked it off of our mystery shelf. It's going to be a nice little murder mystery, and it just hasn't been. So maybe going into the next act, I just need to uh, change my mindset a little. You had expectations. I did. How dare you? How yeah. dare you? I did. And again... Gotta cut that shit out. I know. I did have expectations. <laughs> and again, I think it's really um, smart of her to follow 
all of these Shakespeare tropes, like what, you know, happens in Shakespeare tragedies is happening right now in the book. What happens in Shakespeare comedies, you see that in some of the commentary, not commentary, the conversations between the characters. So yeah, she's, she's very smart. She knows what she's doing. And I appreciate that aspect of it. I think exactly. My expectations were a little too high, maybe. I think that's why I like the book is because I appreciate her writing and I appreciate her knowledge and like all of the research and um, yet Rose, like you said in the last pod, just how how well versed she must be in Shakespeare in order to just pull random lines from random plays. Yeah, somehow and she blends them part of the dialogue. She blends multiple plays into this story. And it worked. Mm. Yeah. Like, how how do you have multiple plays coming together and this story, and it flows yeah. perfectly? Like, that doesn't comprehend just, in my brain. Right. I appreciate mm. the intelligence of that. So, I yeah, that's I agree. One of, the reason, one of the things that I like about it. Because, like, the story itself isn't what's keeping me reading, I don't think. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Oliver and James is what's keeping me reading. Because I want to <laughs> smack Oliver, and I feel bad for James. And I'm just like, get your shit to go. Why? But I read I, a lot I of romance. Know, why do you feel bad for James if we are certain that James killed somebody? Why do you feel bad? I feel bad for because of him and Oliver's relationship, and the way that like Richard has treated him, and the fact that James has been wanting a hero role but was kept getting shoved into the villain role his entire time at school and i feel like a lot of things just kind of like piled up on him Mm. i I guess i'm not saying that that's an excuse for murder but (laughs) no i was just but i I get it (laughs) no no i was just totally curious of where you were coming from if you find anyone Mm -hmm. with a beaten face in a lake nearby it wasn't me (laughs) was not me i don't know about that now (laughs) How do we feel about Oliver and Meredith? I know how I feel. How do you feel about Oliver and Meredith? How do you feel about Meredith in general? Meredith in general annoys me. Yeah. I just think she's the typical attention whore that every story like this needs. See, I had thought that, so I still think that. I don't like her. But on the flip side... She has been cast routinely her entire life as that person and was kind of, that's how she makes a living, basically. That's the way that she gets sure. put in these places because she's beautiful. So I'm like, at what point does that become your personality, even if that wasn't like the goal to begin with? You know what I'm saying? Like, a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. And if you got a hot bod and that's how you can make it in show business, then that's what you're going to do to make it in show business, you know? But that doesn't mean, like, sure, she's kind of, like, bitchy. That doesn't mean you have to lack depth, though. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, Oliver mentions multiple times that, like, he's worried that they're only seeing what they want to see with her. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know if we're getting the whole story. Maybe not. That's so. true. It would be cool to see, like, a different side of her. Like, a more... Somebody with depth, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that's my biggest problem. You know, I like I'm enjoying the writing, but I just 
you say you like that it's character driven, but I just don't feel like I know enough about these characters. Like, especially the female characters, there isn't a strong female character. Like none of like Meredith is the one that is the most present, but we still just don't really know that much about her. And Philippa's just been, you know, on the periphery the whole time. And Ren, it's like, okay, we know she was Richard's cousin. She's said a few things here and there. Um, what else do we like really know about any of them? Like, I think there just hasn't been much development with any of the women. I think that's the whole mystery. Like, that's the mystery aspect of it, which I know isn't supposed to be. It's supposed to be the murder thing, but like the whole point is we don't know enough of these characters to know who did it and to know where mm-hmm. each one falls in this whole investigation. But like, I think that's part of it, and like. The fact that I don't know intrigues me more. Like, I want to know more about these characters, and we're getting it in bits and pieces how Oliver sees them, because Oliver doesn't know all of them, which is something I think is also key, because they're supposed to be best friends. They've lived with each other for four years, and they're super close, and yet they barely know anything about each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some mystery between them. Um, but what you were saying, Amy, that kind of again, goes back to typical Shakespeare. You don't really get to know the female characters. True. True. You're right. So that might so, be intentional. I don't know. Maybe it's, it's intentional. Maybe it's not. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it very well maybe. I mean, listen, if she's if she knows as much as she does about Shakespeare, she's going to do it right, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm sure there probably is a reason for all of these things that, you're, you know, that we're talking about. So I just can't wait to get to the end and know the answers <laughs> right yeah, for sure yeah. and i really yeah. i seriously i just want to be wrong yeah for <laughs> sure i just want something to blow my i, I want it to blow yeah. my mind i yeah. just want to be like holy shit i did not see that coming mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. fingers crossed mm-hmm. i, I think you said it right though amy when you said that you know, House of Hollow, there was so much mystery and so much intensity to, like, every chapter that we were reading that mm-hmm. my book is just full of tabs for House of Hollow. And yeah, but then half of, this, of them this fell one. through. True. It doesn't matter, though, but True. we were... It got us hooked. There was a difference. It was a different reading experience, for sure. Yeah. Which isn't to say that this is a bad reading experience. I'm just... Yeah, I get really frustrated when there are things given to me in a book and then nothing develops from them. Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying this one more than House of Hollow. Oh, really? And I might be the only one. I'm really, I really like this one. I'm enjoying the book for sure. I cannot say that I'm enjoying it more than House of Hollow, but I'm, I am enjoying it. It might not sound that way because I think a lot of things I said today were kind of critical, but I really am. <laughs> but you can critique something and still enjoy it, you know? Yeah, like, for sure. I think mm-hmm. the worst part is when I feel so blah about something that I really have nothing to say. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. eh. Yeah, that's true. I also love that the. I feel like with House of Hollow, the three of us were kind of always on the same page for the most part. And I kind of love that we have like three different levels of how we're enjoying this book. Yeah. For sure. It's, it's kind of nice. It's, mm-hmm. Because I'm I'm able to hear a different perspective this time around from you, Rose, and from you, Amy, than I did with the first book. Mm-hmm. 
because we always kind of said the same things and had the same highlights. So this, and even yeah. if we had like different thoughts on something, we'd be like, oh my God, yes, or something like that. Except for, for the vampire life. thing. That was dumb. <laughs> It was not dumb, okay? It was possible. And there were some decent clues. And I said, hold on, everyone, hold the fucking phone. Let me get in here. Listen, I said they were so hungry because they were dead or because, like, regular food couldn't sate them the way that, like, something else could, maybe blood. And that was true. So you can shove that in your pipe and... Fucking smoke it. <laughs> you just got so fired up. I love it. Oh, God. Well. Don't come for me. <laughs> oh, man. Well, on that note. <laughs> um, do we have anything more to say on if we were villains? No. Um, except I thought it was really cute that James cuddled with Oliver when he came to his house. That's it. Yeah. There's no way he doesn't have feelings for Oliver. If he has feelings for both him and Ren, I don't know. Maybe James is bi. Or if he just... I don't know if he loves Ren. I don't know. I don't know. Does Oliver think he does? Yes. Does he actually? I don't know. Are they just really good friends? I don't know. Maybe everyone is just gay, gay, gay. Because it's, well, let's be honest, that's how it is, right? The way it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, look at my new pin. Can you see it? I can't see it. It's too blurry. No, oh, it's um, it's a library oh, card. It's a library card. Oh, cute. Oh. But it's dead. did you get that at work? Uh huh. Although you know, you think you know what I'm gonna do actually instead of buying this stuff from um there i'm i think i'm gonna do an order with hrc because there's a bunch of stuff on the human rights campaign website that i want Mm -hmm. and so i think i'm gonna buy that stuff because then the money goes to hrc yeah i also like to buy things like from independent artists as well especially queer artists um but they were there indubitably (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i understand I understand totally. If I if I were there, I would have bought them as well. All right. Well, uh, we have just finished discussing acts through two and three, um, two and three, and three because I was dumb. Uh, so sorry for this episode being a little late. <laughs> totally my fault. I'll I'll take that one. Uh, but it's been a good time. And next week we're going to do uh, act four, not four and five, just four, just four because I learned my lesson. Just four. Uh, this this one has this book is a little more like brain intense. I don't know. It's a little harder to read. It's not as quick of a read as uh, House of Hollows. So taking it a little slower. So we're only going to do Act Four for next week. Uh, also, if you haven't voted for our next pick, please do so. It's in our Discord server under the channel voting. We want to be able to get that vote done by next week so that everybody listening who wants to read with us next month will be able to and will have adequate time to get the book. Because I know that this book, some people had issues getting it in time. Amy had issues getting it in time to start reading. So we're going to try to give you two weeks or more to be able to get the book before we actually start the podcast for it. What that book will be, Mm. I don't know. Vote for it and we'll find out. Um, And then we will see you next week bye guys indeed (laughs) okay Bye. bye